Welcome to Raising Up Cops. Our fellow listeners, we know, we all know we are in the season of Lent and we are nearing the finish line and we are about to enter Holy Week. Now, Laura and I have talked about Holy Week before and what it looks like with kids, but we decided to revisit the topic after last year when we kind of went in and talked about it. And then we had the reality hit us, right, Laura? Yeah, last last year we like had this really ambitious podcast episode about all the things we were gonna do and like we brainstormed a lot of great ideas and then you know like we actually had to do it and things didn't always go as planned. (laughs) Yes and this year things are going to look different for a couple of reasons specifically in our two households. Laura can you tell us a little bit about what's going on over there? Yeah so uh, my daughter is sick we don't know how sick yet we're gonna take her to the doctor and see But right now is not the right time in a priest's family for anybody to be sick because (laughs) we cannot have Abuna be sick or lose his voice or any of that nonsense. Oh my gosh, God forbid. That is not going to (laughs) happen. God forbid. Yeah, can you imagine having Abuna sick during Holy Week? And he's alone. Your your, community is quite small. So there's only Abuna. That's right. It's Abuna or bust. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's a tough one. And in our household, my um, my dear husband, Danny, and the wonderful U.S. Army decided that they were going to ship him off literally Saturday, the start, Lazarus Saturday, the start of Holy Week. Um, so he is not going to be with me during Holy Week. And I'm trying really hard not to be super bitter about the timing, but it's not working. <laughs> so I'm going to be me and my kids alone at church. <laughs> So how much can you tell us? Is this like a top secret operation? Is this like? I actually, I don't think that it's anything. He's going, he's going to Poland. And as uh, most people know, they're accepting a lot of Ukrainian refugees there. And so my understanding, he does not actually have anything to do with the refugee situation, but he is going to be training the Polish special forces there. So more than likely it is to prepare them. (laughs) So we'll see what happens with that. So please keep him in your prayers because I'm quite nervous about the location of his um, assignment this this time. Yeah, for sure. I have a friend who, uh, not a friend, sorry, a student who uh, really loved Putin before his invasion of Ukraine. And now whenever he refers to to Putin, he doesn't just say Putin anymore. He says Putin, the war criminal. (laughs) He's done a 180 on Putin. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yes. So I surely, as most of you know, to the um, Ukrainians have a really large Orthodox population. So they're as much as we are going to complain about our Holy Week, theirs is going to probably look much more difficult and in, in, in many ways. And also Russia, Russia has a large Orthodox population. So they're definitely in a, in a situation now where things are really tough, not to turn this into a political commentary by any means. Literally but, just Holy Week under warfare. I mean, I don't under, even know how that looks. Yes. And cops are not uh, unfamiliar with being in Holy Week under warfare, what it's usually unexpected, but God forbid anything like that happened this year. Yeah, like the Palm Sunday martyrs and all of that. Yes, exactly. I kept getting all the memories about the Palm Sunday martyrs and just really considering the how lucky we are to be in a place where we don't necessarily need to worry about that. So all this to say, As much as Holy Week, we sit there and we prepare and we pray and we get our kids geared up for it and we do all the things and then we complain because it's hard, because it's long, because it's whatever, whatever, whatever. 
at least we have the freedom to go and to go freely. And that's something that we cannot, we cannot take for granted under any circumstance. And I think we really need to remember, like whoever is listening to this, to appreciate the situation that we're in or the circumstances that we're in and do take them into account. So whenever, and I'm, I'm known for like overly ambitious, optimistic statements. So, but you know, take everything with a grain of salt and think about what you're actually going through and what you can actually really do. So I have a friend who has a baby who's supposed to arrive that week. You know, that's Mm -hmm. not someone who needs to be worrying about crafts for her other children. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Amen. Amen. And that's, you know, the, and, and speaking of crafts, Laura, we are also living in a really privileged time where we have so many wonderful Coptic makers that have created a plethora of resources to use with our kids from young preschoolers up to high school and, and beyond in order to make Holy Week, um, or to make them best of our time with them in Holy Week. Um, and just off the top of my head, and help me out, Laura, there's Kids Christian Prince that comes up with principles for Holy Week, Joy and Play Life. She has a whole bunch of things in, in up, up on her Etsy shop and um, of principles. We also have, Laura, you have a bunch of Holy Week journals out, although the time has passed to order those and get them in time, right? Yes, but I, you know, there are also a lot of books that have been written that would make great Easter gifts. So you can prepare now for the things that are coming after. Um, yes. Whether from me or from like Creative Orthodox has for your older kids, um, the um, the harrowing of Hades, Anastasia or Anastasis. Anastasis, yeah, which is great for um, Bright Saturday because I mean that's kind of the whole idea, right, of Bright Saturday. And my understanding on that book, it's a graphic novel, right? Yeah. So it's great for the teen years when things can be a little difficult to follow during Revelations. And that book is like sneaky because you think you're going to read a religious book and it's going to be heavy, but it is actually hilarious. There are a lot of like subtext jokes in there. That's um, awesome. Michael, aka Creative Orthodox, did a fantastic job. <laughs> That's awesome. And we know that um, We the Cops has tons of products out too, things that you can order that would make great Easter gifts and things like that. And we, I promise you, we did not intend to turn this into an ad for everybody. But as we're sitting here thinking about Holy Week and what we're doing to prepare our kids, we realize there really is no shortage of things that we can have at our fingertips to help us. So for example, I'm using those principles, Laura, and I've been using them throughout this entire Lent to basically go through the Sundays of Lent and the significance of them. And it's been really helpful to engage my kids in that way. And it's nothing um, too cumbersome either, because it's literally you read the story and you do a couple of paper activities. It's great. I've, I feel like I've done my part. They know what's happening and we move on. Like, it's great. Yeah. I actually, you know, and one of the things about having all those resources is something that um, I think her name is Marette, the Kids Christian Prince yes. um, uh, uh, creator. She was saying that, okay, all of these are available, but do not attach guilt to not doing them. I think that's mm. also super important that we just remember that like, it's great to have the stuff. It's great to do as much as you can and just let go of the rest. And so realistically speaking with our Holy Week um, you know, every year at Holy Week, I think I, I started off saying I'm going to have my kids come and they are going to attend and they are going to be little angels. I then um, evolved and I said, I am going to throw aside my rules about not having activities and things and games in church because it's survival mode. So last year I brought the kids and I brought 
book bags of things for them to do during uh, the services. And um, it went okay. I, it definitely was not great, but considering it went okay. It obviously having activities can be quite a distraction, but it is how we survive the services. This year, considering that Danny will not be with me, and I know that there's a lot of single parents out there that were like, I do this every year, I don't know what your problem is. <laughs> I am not one of those people, so this is new territory for me. Uh, I'm not sure how it's going to look, but I do know I plan to pack all the snacks, I plan to pack all the coloring, I plan to pack all the activities, and pray that we don't have total meltdowns every evening or every morning. <laughs> yeah, my kids have, holy week off it's their spring break and that's so great all morning we can be at church and all evening we can be at church but realistically can we be at church all evening and all morning like how, who of us can handle that handle being out handle being with other people mm. uh, i don't know it really um i try to remind myself that like monday tuesday wednesday if i can hold on for those thursday's a very like interactive day there's um the n and there's um, the liturgy and there's a lot going on Friday is like my favorite day of the year like if I can yes. just it really invest and put in as much as I can Monday Tuesday Wednesday the energy for Thursday and Friday will come um, oh I could see that's a that's a good strategy Laura because definitely it's uh end heavy like that week end heavy so if you kind of bide your time in the beginning maybe you'll have more stamina for the end and they'll have more stamina for the end rather than being burnt out but I do have a question for you Laura I I was speaking with one of my good friends and and you know she knows that Danny is going to be gone and she was saying and I was thinking I don't know if I'm gonna be able to show up I'll just stream and whatever she said are you kidding me I think I would have a much harder time being at home with my kids than taking them to church where I have a community of people around me who also have their kids and their things and you could probably do better at church than being at home and it that really stuck out in my mind because I hadn't considered it that way but I guess my question to you Laura do you feel like if you had young children or children that needed a lot of support during services would you prefer to be at church where there's other people that are probably going to step in or just deal with the chaos at home so so for me like my daughter would not be a problem under any circumstance, but my son has to run around. So even now I'm terrified that we're going to go to church and um, thank God we have an amazing new building and amazing new property. We're going to go to church and he's going to leave the sanctuary and go run around with his friends by the playground. You know, mm. I don't want to set that precedent of I'm young. My friends are all here at church. Let's go hang out at the playground instead of being in the service now sometimes I think I'm I must be crazy like it's great for him to go play at the playground and for me to pray but I just never liked that when I was a little girl like when I, literally mm. when I was a little girl and the boys were all outside it would annoy me that they weren't doing what they were supposed to I don't if anybody wants to write us or write me or message me and tell me what to do <laughs> <laughs> I'll take all the advice on that. Um, I do think that breaks are pretty normal though. <laughs> like, the, excuse me, kids requiring breaks. I think that's fair. I think that that's, you know, to not overuse this word developmentally appropriate, right? Because they, it, it's a long time. And even if I'm sitting at my desk working and I am focused, I need to move my body. Sometimes I need to get up. I need to go get a snack. I need to step outside and breathe regular air. You know, it's just, I think that's normal. I think 
that is usually my strategy. I try to build in breaks and I try to warn my kids. Um, and it's now coming back to me that this is what I did last year. And this seemed to work the best. I would tell them, make it 10 minutes inside focused, not 10 minutes of play inside, 10 minutes focused. And it would be during the time of a hymn that they know, like and whatever, like, uh, you know, thine is the power when they would be able to participate in that and then like listen to a couple readings. And then I'd say, okay, we're going to go outside. We're going to take a walk. You can play, set the timer for five minutes, and then we're going to come back in and then you can do some activities. So to kind of like pseudo structure it, break up the time a little bit. Um, and it also depends on um, how long we'll be there. So our morning services, because we have to rent, we are, we don't have a church. I mean, they're like at five in the morning. So we miss all the morning ones or six in the morning. We miss all the morning ones. And then the evening ones are right at their bedtime. So we have a real struggle with the balance of the day there. So uh, it's either you deal with what is probably going to happen, which is meltdown central, or you avoid it altogether. And I don't feel like that's what I want to do. And I remember my parents, even as a young age, we went to church and bedtime was not a thing when I was a kid, by the way, but we were tired and we stayed and it was great. It ended up being like, we understood that this week was different and that was good. It was a good thing for us. I think it is important to make sure that the kids feel how different that week is. I like when I was little, actually, we, I mean, we don't live near a church. We uh, like my parents don't live in a city with a church and we never have as, you know, like my parents never have. Um, so for us, like going to midweek services was not a thing. And so the only day we got was Friday and knowing mm -hmm. that Friday we would get that day off and that we would, no matter what we were going to go. If I had a test, I would go to school and I would take the test at 8am or whatever. And then I would leave and I would go and we would drive two hours to get wow. to DC or get wherever to go to church. So I think that idea of making sure the kids feel how different this week is in a positive way. I think mm. that's like the key to everything. I think Abuna said it in his sermon last week where he was like, if you don't bring them, they'll have no memories or nostalgia or any kind of feeling associated with these events. <laughs> that's such a good point. That's such a good point. And we were talking with friends also that um, we really try to get the kids involved the church that I grew up in, I, I think my favorite day of the year was Thursday after the services when we would all stay so that we could decorate the icons with the flowers and put the rose petals and do all of that and prepare all of that. And we would like have this extra hour where we're hanging out with our friends, but doing something for church and cleaning up. And, and then the week before Holy Week, when we would change all the curtains to black, we would help with that. And I think even those little things where you're not in the service, but you're you're helping prepare the church and helping prepare one another was significant in my in and contributing to my love for this week. And so I, I guess my my point in this is saying your preparation or your um, way of making it look different doesn't have to be that, you know, that you come to everything or that you are really in the somber mood where everything is really difficult and, you know, just talking to them, changing what you listen to in the car, um, you know, instead of listening to the Christian radio, which is something that we do a lot, we change it to the hymns and uh, during the season of Lent and make sure that they're prepared at least to hear the different hymns. Um, our nighttime prayers involve at least one of the um, different hymns of the of the season. Just little subtle, like almost Easter egg 
you see what I did there, Easter eggs <laughs> in the week that kind of are in the in the season that helps them understand things are different. Yeah, I have a blog post coming out tomorrow on um, Lillian Andrews blog and the lilies and thorns, right? Lilies, uh, yeah, I think she's going to change the name of the blog. So I'm not sure if it's still I feel like I haven't checked recently, but still lilies and thorns. Oh, OK. Um, and so one of the things I said about that is it's so important to take ownership of the week. You know, for your kids to feel like they have a part to play in this mm. week and not just that the adults are over there making this happen that no like i also have a role to play so even let's say your church doesn't let you decorate doesn't blah blah, blah. you can always like bring roses on friday like you can you can take your kids go buy red roses and walk them in have them carry the roses in like just any small thing where they know that they are an essential part of the service. They're not just here to watch, you know? Yes. And also the thing that we all did during COVID of creating an altar at home, you know, that was, that was life-changing for us. I don't know if everyone else felt that way, but having an altar in our home that was covered in a black drape and we had the, the, um, you know, Jesus on the cross and even that, like walking by that and noticing it and spending a minute in front of it. I think all of that, um really focused us so even doing that at home whatever you can do then would be something helpful and so i i don't know what holy week is going to look like this year but i do know it's going to be a challenge in more ways than one for me personally but i do know i'm not going to shy away from the challenge how about you laura yeah i feel like we're gonna go in with the same almost the same attitude we did last year like yes we can we can do this we're going to do what we can. And, yes. you know, just understanding that, okay, sometimes you're going to be homesick. I don't know if I, like one year, one of us had to go to the ER on Palm Sunday, like just things Oh my happen. goodness. So yeah. it, it just, um, this, uh, this messy grace on Instagram has this great post. <clears throat> See, we're all starting now. Whatever is happening, <laughs> it's happening to all oh, of God us. Forbid, I hope you don't get sick. <laughs> <laughs> this messy grace has a post for eight easy ideas for Holy Week at home. Like if you can't make it to something for some mm. reason, you know, understand that that's God's plan for you that week. Don't take it personal. Don't, it's not, it's not a reflection on who you are. Okay. But then like do some of these activities that she lists in that post. Um, like for example, Holy Thursday, she says to wash each other's feet. How sweet is that? <laughs> we did that the year of COVID and I on and Danny even went so far as dressing up in a king costume that we had. Oh. So it's like the king washing the feet of the like the, the lay people, the both, you know, <laughs> the, the little peasants. <laughs> yes. And I think that even that visual of just having daddy sitting in front of them and, and washing in the basin and whatever, I Honestly, it's one of my favorite memories. It's my favorite photos I have. And I think the kids just love, they were giggling the entire time. Like they didn't take it seriously, but like they laughed. And let me tell you, laughing and like finding joy in a time of, you know, church services, that to me is beautiful. I loved that. So that was a great suggestion. I'm so happy you brought that up because my sister sent me this link to this podcast, of course. And um, in it, there's like this little five minute clip about how the things we learn when we're working very seriously and very like under pressure, it takes a lot longer for them to stick than the things we learn when we're playing and laughing. Wow. And the stat from the study was it takes like 400 repetitions for a thought to, to build a synapse in our brain. 
under pressure and it takes 10 to 20 if we do it through play. That's a significant difference. Mm -hmm. My goodness. So this idea of making it, yes, it's Holy Week and it's serious and there's a lot of serious things happening, but also aren't we so excited to be here? Yes. (laughs) Yes. A hundred percent. And you know, that's a weird thing. There's this weird, like, um, juxtaposition of like joy because we're entering Holy Week, but like sadness because of what it represents, but it's still a joy because of what it represents. It's so, it's, it's, this is, this is a perfect definition of God. It's so outside of reason. It doesn't make sense, but here we are, like, this is reality. And so I, I love that actually. (laughs) Yeah. So that's, uh, that is what, uh, that's our plan for Holy Week. We don't have a set plan. <laughs> and, and I guess the, the message here, you guys, is we want to encourage you that it ain't going to be pretty. Like, it isn't always going to be pretty. Um, it's not going to be packaged up real pretty with a bow tie you know, or a, a bow on top. But we do know that um, the effort isn't wasted. The effort isn't wasted. Even if you spent the entire time listening to your children whine and scream and, and whatever they do, or maybe they were perfect angels and you were pleasantly surprised, it's never wasted to at least put forth the effort and lay it at the feet of God and just say, I'm trying my best and I want these children to know you and don't forget to pray for them. Don't forget to pray for them during this time um, and and really spend this time reflecting on what kind of relationship you want to teach them to have and what kind of relationship the example that you're setting with God will look like. So that's it. With that being said, thank you so much for joining us on today's episode of Raising Up Cops. And you can find us at raisingupcops.com or email us at raisingupcops at gmail.com. We will see you on the other side of Holy Week. Yes, happy Holy Week. (laughs) Raising Up Cops is a production of Coptic Dad and Mom. This podcast is hosted by Laura Michael and Madonna Lawindi. None of the views expressed during this recording are the official stance of the Coptic Orthodox Church or its hierarchy. These are our personal opinions, collected experiences, and organic discussions on selected topics. If you'd like to reach out with any questions or comments, you can reach us at raisingupcops at gmail.com.